Welcome to the Equine Connection Podcast, where health, nutrition, and love for the horse come together. This podcast is brought to you by Tribute Superior Equine Nutrition. I'm Dr. Chris Mortensen. And I'm Dr. Nicole Rambo. So great to see you, Nicole. How are you? I'm doing well, Chris. How about yourself? Doing good. Today's topic, I think, could be frustrating. You know, when I think about it, when I when I thought about us, when we proposed this topic, and I'm like, okay, how many times in my life have, have, I, have I fed a horse and you come back and like none of it's gone? And it's just like, oh no, your heart drops. What's wrong? You know, I start immediately think colic, you know, are you on the ground? Are you sweaty? I start going through my checklist. Uh, but you come to find out there's a lot of things that could cause a horse not to eat, right? <laughs> yep, yep, yeah. yep. So just to kind of start off this one, what's a typical scenario? Like, I, I don't know, I just painted that picture because it's happened to me. And, you know, walk up, my horse has, has not eaten. Is that typical? I mean, have you done that? Have you seen that with your horses? Like today you're going to go home and look at your your 10 different ponies that you, you got last week. <laughs> what do you have? Four 10. Now? I have four, Chris. Jesus. <laughs> My husband would not be happy if there were 10. I was thinking of them when I said that. But what, uh, you know, what's a typical scenario that, that some people might run into? Mm, well, I will give you the last time I had a, oh my God, my horse isn't eating panic moment. Mm-hmm. And actually this horse had colicked and gone to surgery six months before that. And so I'm like extra worried. Mm-hmm. So my, and this is just a basic recommendation. Um, when you feed your grain concentrate, okay. Using those words interchangeably, even though they're not grain, I never just feed grain and like leave. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, because you want to catch things if they happen quickly. So went through, you know, first thing in the morning, go down my line. Everybody is fed. I'm bopping around doing a couple things. And I come back 10 minutes later and I feed on ground pans. So that's important for this particular situation to note that. I'm like, oh my God, he hasn't eaten. Panic. Okay. And so I watch him for a minute. And I realize he's trying to eat. He can't put his head all the day down. I'm like, ah, oh. we vaccinated him yesterday and his neck is sore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, it makes but, sense. Right, total yeah. panic. Yeah. So, no, I mean, th- just to emphasize, there's a million reasons a horse won't eat, right? Yeah. So what I will say in terms of, so it's, it's hard to say a typical scenario, but I'll walk you through a different potent, couple different potential options. Mm. So option one horse is not eating its grain type meal. Things I'm going to think about, is it only one horse or is it multiple or all of the horses? One horse is probably related to some sort of health issue. Like my, you know, all of my horses had been vaccinated the day before. Only one of them, his neck was sore. If multiple horses are not eating, potentially something, whether that grain is old and, you know, has some mold issues, there is a formulation issue. Is there something wrong with the grain itself if multiple horses aren't eating? So that's kind of option one. I want to know, is it one horse? Is it all of the horses? Because then um, my pattern from there of decisions and things I want to look at might differ. All right. So in this particular example, it is one horse Mm -hmm. that has not eaten his breakfast. Then, kind of like you said, you're going to observe the horse's body language. 
and hopefully see some other context clues. So is it acting colically? Is it acting depressed? I'm going to go ahead and take his temperature right away because uh, I want to know if it's running a fever. Has it eaten its hay overnight? Is there a normal number of piles of manure in the stall? If the answer to any of those is I think this horse is colicking, immediate call to the vet. Okay. And your vet might not come out. They might say, give them some banamine and call me in 30 minutes. That is fine, but you want the vet to be aware that there's a situation going on. So that is the catastrophic, like, oh my God, they're cat colicking type one. Now, maybe the horse is acting completely normal and all of those other indicators are normal. Other things that I might think of is there's something from a gastric upset type issue I will say generally a horse does not go from eating great to not eating completely with something like ulcers or teeth issues. Any of those things, you tend to see a drop off in their intake, but not complete feed refusal. So you're going to kind of want to rule out some of those things. A lot of times they're going to have to be an appointment with your vet. And then also things like social interactions. Is there something that has changed in your particular way that you're feeding your animals that might be causing that behavior. So that would be, you know, a horse has just completely quit eating. Again, I will say not that a horse might not have something like a stick stuck in the roof of its mouth or something bonkers mm -hmm. yeah, like yeah. that. But generally you're more, I don't want to say routine, but you're more chronic issues when it comes to teeth, gastric upset, things like that don't cause day one, completely not eating. Those horses tend to back off their feed, but not have complete refusal of feed. And horses who have those sort of like catastrophic things in their mouth often won't eat their hay as well. So same concept when I'm thinking about forage, is it one horse or is it multiple horses that aren't eating their forage? I'm definitely going to pull that hay out, look through it, see if it seems weird. Particularly when it's hay, I'm more likely to go grab another bale and see if they'll eat it versus concentrate and might not do that depending on what the situation looks like. But ultimately, you know, there, there's a relatively short list of things that are benign that will cause a horse to just completely quit eating immediately. So I'm, I'm generally fairly concerned in that situation. Now your other type of critter is the one who doesn't eat great. And oftentimes a symptom of some sort of gastric upset, not always. And the curious thing about that is Horses, they don't read the books. I have had horses who fat, shiny, looked amazing, who had ulcers. And sometimes they'll not eat their hay well, but they'll eat their grain. Sometimes they'll eat their hay, but they won't eat their grain or vice versa. So, you know, it can be a little bit difficult to pick those things apart. But you do have those critters who just aren't great eaters in general. And you, you want to try to figure out why and then mm -hmm. find something that is more palatable to them. So this is more of our horse who is chronically just not a great eater. So certainly we want to rule out any underlying conditions that would cause that. Then, you know, do respect the fact that horses have different preferences in, you know, what they like to eat. Even though, you know, we have lots of feeds that are very palatable to many horses, they, they do have some preferences there. And then we might think about how is it that we can, you know, support that horse and its preferences, but not just sometimes I see horses like, oh, they're just picky and they clearly have underlying issues and changing feed every two weeks is not the solution to those issues. No, that's a really good summary, Nicole. I, I think 
one of the takeaways too, and, and we spoke about this last week, know what's your normal, right? So like we did do a podcast on picky eaters. So if they are kind of a picky eater, oh, you know, you roll your eyes. Okay, I expect it from you. Uh, but like, you're right. Like if, if all of a sudden, you know, your horse that tends to bolt their feed and, and eat it quickly and, and we've seen them. And then that one day there's a complete refusal. You know, it's if they look a little distressed, I know colicky. Is there is there some things you else you would do? I know you said take temperature. There's some other things you would want to look at, like heart rate, respiration rate, all that. Do you want to kind of cover that again real quick for the oh. listeners? Just kind of go down the checklist of things that they could probably look for. for yeah. Health, just a health check. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. So, you know, I have a horse that's just not acting right. Temperature is one of the first things that I grab. Mm -hmm. So we definitely want to make sure that looks okay. 99 to 101 for the adult horse, you know, would be your range of a normal temperature. Some other things that I'm going to want to look at, like you said, general behavior. I mean, if they're throwing themselves on the ground, I I don't Mm -hmm. think we need to go much further to, you know, say they have a problem. But some horses can be in a lot of pain and not act super dramatic about it. So looking at their heart rate, for example, so, you know, between uh, about 28 and 40 beats per minute. So, you know, another good indicator in a horse who's otherwise acting calm that there might be an issue would be looking at their respiration. So at rest, a horse's respiration is actually pretty low, um, only eight to 16 breaths per minute. So if that is elevated above that and they've been at rest, that's a good indication they're probably feeling some distress or pain. We can certainly look for dehydration. So the skin pinch test, while not perfect, is you know an easy test we could look at or capillary refill time where you flip up their lip, press your thumb on their the mucous membranes above their teeth and see if it kind of goes from white back to pink really quickly. All of those things are, you know, things that you can monitor in order to, you know, see kind of what is the health status of your horse in this type of situation. I know one of the, you, you did mention like a catastrophic injury in the mouth, but what about just looking at teeth? Would that be something they'd want to do with feed refusals? Sure. Yeah. And, and and you as a horse owner, you know, depending on how, how much your horse is willing to participate, mm-hmm. like you can flip up their lip, look for things like foxtail and that sort of mm-hmm. thing that might be in the front of their mouth. Uh, in order to do a true dental exam, the horse really needs to be sedated and use a yeah. speculum. So again, those are general teeth stuff. Mm-hmm. don't normally, I'm not going to say it's impossible that a horse has teeth issues, just stops eating, but generally it's a pretty catastrophic thing. It's not like, a, Oh, they haven't had their teeth done in a while. Yeah, oh. Most horses will eat through a little bit of pain from like mm-hmm. a sharp hook or point. Um, not saying they couldn't have a cracked tooth or something right. else like that. Right, right, right. Um, but I will say rarely is, you know, a dental issue that is not huge. The reason a horse just completely stops eating. And I think a lot of times it does get blamed on that. Okay. Well, okay. So let's, let's say if they do refuse to eat, you do your health checks or they're not colicking or it's an obvious medical thing. What are some of the things you can do to encourage them to eat? And I guess this would apply to picky eaters too, but you know, if, uh, you just just to encourage that. What, what are some of the steps you would suggest uh, to the listeners? Yeah, step one, like I wouldn't in the moment, like horse did not eat breakfast. I wouldn't jump through a bunch of hoops to try to get them to eat right then. I would monitor 
over time. So I, I wouldn't necessarily in, implement any of these things immediately. But if, you know, otherwise they seem healthy and they're just a little bit of a picky eater or they've backed off, things that I'm going to think about, one, offering, you know, a different bag of the same feed. Is it possible that the storage wasn't great on the feed? It's getting some age on it, you know, particularly with the really high fat feeds. And I love me a high fat feed. But, you know, particularly in the summer, they do break down a little bit faster and they might become less palatable if we have some rancidity, some oxidation of that feed. So if it has some age on it and it hasn't been stored great, sometimes just getting a fresh bag of the same feed that you're on is a great way to see, is it really an issue or do I have a little bit of a feed issue going on? Because maybe I, you know, overbought feed and this one's a little bit older than it should be. So that is definitely a place that I would start. Other than that, like I go back to kind of, you know, your basic husbandry in the sense that are the meals I'm feeding too big? If I'm routinely trying to stuff a lot of feed in that horse, they probably will back off at some point. So feeding small meals, doing things that make it palatable to that horse. So some horses really like their feed soaked. Some horses are like, get that away from me. I do not want any water touching my feed. Some horses like a very particular amount of soaking. So sometimes playing a little bit with that, particularly if that's something you've recently changed. If for whatever reason your horse had choked and you decided I'm going to start soaking its feed and oh, now it's not eating great. Some horses like stuff a little bit soaked. Some horses like a lot of water in there and everything in between. So those are some things that we can play with. We also can think about flavor enhancers or maybe changing to a product that is more palatable. So if your horse is eating a very plain pellet, and lots of horses eat very plain pellets all the time, but if they have no underlying health issues where a little bit of molasses would be a concern, a lot of times that's more palatable. So going from a common easy to a resolve, not that different nutritionally, but resolve, a tick higher in fat also has a little bit of molasses on the outside of the pellet that can be helpful for that picky eater. There are plenty of things, let's say, oh, and I should have mentioned this earlier. Did y'all put something disgusting on that horse's feet? A new supplement, a medication. <laughs> Some horses can sniff that out from a mile away. So sometimes, you know, they quit eating because we added something to it. Maybe because it made us feel good. Maybe because it's something they really needed to have. But some of those flavor enhancers, a little bit of unsweetened applesauce can be helpful. Sometimes the sugar-free sweeteners, if you horse have a horse with insulin resistance, a little bit of crushed up peppermint. Tiny bit of molasses can be appropriate if the horse doesn't have insulin resistance or, you know, another one of those issues where we're trying to keep sugar and starch really low. And then, you know, the other thing I'd definitely say is just think about, you know, management at feeding time. Do, mm -hmm. do we have horses in appropriate areas to be fed? Do we have the grouping worked out such that you don't have, you know, a really aggressive horse in the stall next to a very meek horse that is just terrorizing it the whole time? Things like that. It sometimes takes, you know, you have to take a step back and really look at it from that hundred foot view to maybe tweak things to make the horses more comfortable in their environment to ensure they're eating well. Yeah, and they feel safe and all of that because their natural instincts are, no, no, no. And, you know, I've seen plenty of horses get chased off their feed, you know, and then I would just add, if you are concerned, you know, especially with the health, always consult with your veterinarian. You know, it is good. It, 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 and it is a... 
it, it can be challenging, especially if there's no underlying health issue uh, to get them to eat. Well, I think that's a pretty good overview, Nicole. And definitely, you know, we've we've talked about appropriate treats. Uh, one of the things is when you were, you were saying textured versus pelleted feed, I know we did a podcast on that. So that's why, you know, you, you may switch to a textured or, or a pelleted feed. And then we did a, a podcast on picky eaters. So I'll try to try to link those, at least in the article that, associ- that comes associated with this podcast. Just a big thank you to the listeners. Thank you for those that have given us feedback, contacting us on social media. Check out the website, tributeequinenutrition.com. And if you have any suggestions on future topics, go ahead and please click on the contact us and just, just send a quick note. And Nicole and I will appreciate it and gives us ideas on what else you want to hear on the podcast or share on social media. You can find us on LinkedIn. Uh, Facebook and Instagram. Anyways, have a good day, Nicole. Go see your four horses and <laughs> just four. Just, just four. <laughs> <laughs> Until next week. No, uh, go take care of your babies and, and just have a wonderful afternoon. And and and, and thanks for sharing. You know, it's, it's such a interesting topic, and I'm and I'm glad we covered it. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Chris.